If you're tuning into this podcast, it shows you care a great deal about your child's health. So I want to share with you my video course on nutrient supplementation for children that I just published on udemy.com. If you check the description of this episode for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list, as soon as you sign up, I'm going to send you a voucher so that you can get this video course for free. And in the course, I'm going to discuss the most important supplements for children and how to pick quality supplements, how to avoid poor quality ingredients, how to avoid potentially harmful extra ingredients, and basically how to steer clear of the marketing ploys designed to sell us inferior quality supplements. So I hope that you get value out of this course. I'm sure that if you apply the knowledge you learn in it, you will save not just time researching these supplements, but also money. And most importantly, you will get the best quality supplements that your budget will allow so that you can provide your child with the nutritional support that they need. So check out the description for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list. And as I said, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you the the coupon to get the course for free. And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. In this episode, I'm going to cover some clues and physical signs that your child might have gut dysfunction. Now, you know that gut dysfunction is very prevalent in autistic children. We know that gut dysfunction has been associated with the severity of the autism. We also have research showing that increases in gut dysfunction can cause increases in anxiety and irritability, and that gut dysfunction can also contribute to certain challenging behaviors such as self-injury and aggression. So it's extremely important to identify gut problems and do something about them because the health of the gut is going to dictate the health of the entire body, the brain, and the mind. But the problem is that the clear tell-tale signs such as constipation, diarrhea, loose stools, and visible pain or discomfort are not the only way that gut dysfunction can manifest in your child. So obviously, if, if, if your child has diarrhea, you know something's up. If they have constipation or gaseousness, uh, bloating, you know something is wrong, right? However, there was a paper published in 2010 in the Journal of Pediatrics where the researchers also list a bunch of other physical signs and potential behavior clues that I'm going to share with you. Now, if you see these in your child, keep it in the back of your mind that they could indicate your child is unable to communicate or verbalize some type of discomfort which could be in their gut. So, for example, application of pressure to the abdomen is one of the things that the, the, the paper listed. So leaning the tummy against or over the furniture in the house or over the table, pressing hands into the tummy, rubbing it. These are very clear signs of gut dysfunction, right? Some type of discomfort. Any unusual posturing, which may appear as individual postures or in various combinations, such as jaw thrusting, neck torsion, arching of the back, odd arm positioning, rotational distortions of the torso, sensitivity to being touched in the abdominal area, flinching. I think many behaviors in autistic children 
have for a very long time been attributed to the autism, but more and more research is emerging that a lot of these behaviors are caused by some type of imbalance or dysfunction in the body. And we have clear kind of signs. For example, the, the paper continues to, to list other things that you might say it's because of the autism, but for example, they say agitation, like pacing, jumping up and down, facial grimacing, gritting the teeth, and unexplained increases in repetitive behaviors could be because of uh, some type of gut problem. Also, mouthing behaviors, chewing on clothes, pica, which is eating like things like sand, soil, paper, other non-food substances. These could also be gut dysfunction can contribute to these kinds of behaviors. Also, like eat, uh, constant eating, drinking, swallowing, kind of this grazing behavior, frequent clearing of the throat, swallowing, ticks, tapping behavior such as finger tapping on throat. Again they have been observed to to be a manifestation in many cases because of some type of underlying gut dysfunction. So if you see these behaviors in your child, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, you know, it's because of the autism. I would start questioning, you know, start thinking, what are their pooping habits like? Uh, is it, um, are they a bit constipated or... Are the stools very loose? Because these are, you, you know, if, if, you, if you get more than one clue like that, it's much easier to say, okay, there's definitely some investigation that your practitioner needs to do, like running a stool test or an organic acids test. In terms of other potential behavior clues, the paper, and I'll include a link to it in the show notes of this episode in case you want to read it. But um, the other potential behavior clues include the sudden emergence or worsening of the following, for example, sleep disturbances, difficulty getting to sleep or to stay asleep, irritability, aggression, self-injurious behavior, such as if, if your child bites themselves, hits or stops their face, head banging, or a sudden increased or unexplained increase in self-injury. This could also be due to fairly serious um, gut dysfunction or, or discomfort. Also, uh, oppositional behavior, non-compliance to requests, screaming, sighing, whining, moaning, groaning, and sobbing for no reason. These can indicate a discomfort that potentially your child is not able to verbalize. So obviously with smaller children that do not yet talk or non-verbal kids or kids that have difficulties in communication, you have to be ever more vigilant when you see these kinds of behaviors to think about could there be some type of gut problem underlying them or contributing to them. So I hope that you found this episode useful and I will see you on the next one.